Today, there are two million descendants of French-Canadian immigrants living in New England. These are our stories. Welcome to the French-Canadian Legacy Podcast. Venez tous jeunes fils et garçons, je vais vous raconter l'histoire de notre immigration ici au USA, de grands aventuriers de pays étrangers. Bonjour everyone, this is Melody with French-Canadian News. We've got a lot of exciting things to cover today, so let's get into it. If you missed out on the Young Franco-American Summit, the presentations are available online for everyone to view. Special thanks to Daniel Moreau, who compiled the presentations to share. Next up, if you haven't heard the news, Dr. Patrick Lacroix was named as the new director of the Acadian Archives at the University of Maine at Fort Kent. Fully bilingual, Dr. Lacroix has lived and worked throughout New England, Quebec, and the Maritimes. Check out the article titled, UMFK Welcomes New Acadian Archives Director, for more on this story. And congratulations, Patrick! Speaking of both of these great guys, join Daniel Moreau for the first episode of his podcast, Dawson Revisited, titled From Farm to Mill with Dr. Patrick Lacroix. In this series, Moreau is speaking to the experts to go back through his Dawson project to have a better understanding of the history of New England mill cities. In this first episode, Dr. Patrick Lacroix, director of the Acadian Archives in Fort Kent and blogger behind Query the Past, speaks about the farm-to-mill life of French-Canadian immigrants of the early 19th and 20th centuries seeking work in the United States. Next up, Lacroix has also released a new book titled Tout serait possible pour nous, une histoire politique des Franco-Américains, 1874-1945. Everything would be possible for us, a political history of Franco-Americans, 1874-1945. This book, écrit en français, explores a little-known aspect of Franco-American communities, that of their political action. Attentive to the complexity of these communities and to local particularities, this study contributes to a greater understanding of the encounter between the French-Canadian universe in the United States and the institutions of the host society. The book is available now for pre-order. Next up, we have two new posts from Lacroix on his blog, Query the Past. These are a continuation of the French Canadians 100 Years Ago posts. Check out more news clippings featuring French Canadians throughout the year 1921 with French Canadians 100 Years Ago, May to August, and September to December. Congratulations to Redbeard's Kitchen on taking home the championship belt at the Patin Fest Spooktacular 2021. Their Patin offered crispy fries smothered in gravy, cheese curds, and fried chicken. Redbeard's Kitchen now holds the title of the first back-to-back and two-times Patin Fest champion. Check out this Franco-American-owned business in Manchester, New Hampshire. And special thanks to the University of New Hampshire's French Club for their help at Putin Fest. Moving on to podcasts, check out the latest episode of Franco-American Pathways, Episode 6, A Conversation with Stephen Rial. Rial, a New England poet of Franco-American descent, just released his fifth poetry collection, Edgemere. Listen in about Rial's upbringing in Massachusetts, his relationship to his Franco-American heritage, and the themes of memory, identity, and selfhood in his poetry. And now on to events. On November 9th from 5.30pm to 7pm, join the Hancock Town Library for Pret-à-Parler. The Hancock Town Library French Conversation Group meets every second Tuesday of the month. The topic of the conversation changes every month. Contact the organizer at hlbickford, B-I-C-K-F-O-R-D, at gmail.com for more information if you are interested in joining. On November 10th, from 6pm to 7pm, join the FAC in Manchester for Teen Prêt Parler. This French conversation group is for teens taking French at the middle school and high school levels, or who already speak French and are looking to practice with other French-speaking teens. Whether you are just starting out or have been learning French for a while, this is the place to practice in a relaxing and fun atmosphere. You can register your teen for these events through the FAC event page. 
On November 14th from 2 p.m. to 3 p.m., join the Manchester FAC and friends in historic Berlin, New Hampshire for a special concert, Sounds of Quebec and Acadia with José Vachon. This event is sure to sell out fast, so buy your tickets as soon as possible. That's all I've got for you this time. Everything I've covered today will be linked in the French Canadian Legacy podcast episode description. Merci for listening. Now, those who know me know I am a really big sports fan, as is Mike Campbell, the producer of this podcast. And the team that I spend the most time watching is definitely the Boston Red Sox. So I certainly have an appreciation for baseball. So, of course, when I learned that one of the best players of all time was a Franco-American from Woonsocket, Rhode Island, I knew he had to have an episode. So I reached out to Ann Conway, the Museum of Working Culture in Woonsocket, and she told me, that if I wanted to talk about Napoleon Lajoie, I needed to speak with Dr. Gregory Robano, the author of the books In Ty Cobb's Shadow, The Story of Napoleon Lajoie, Baseball's First Superstar, as well as the book Before the Babe, The Emperor. And I am thrilled to say that Greg is our guest this week. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So essentially what we do is um, every other week we play a full episode and then the off week, it gives us, we do um, like a new segment of what's happening in the Franco-American world. Oh, okay. We do like a preview of the upcoming episode. We play a bonus question, which may or may not, sometimes has absolutely nothing at all to do with the topic of the conversation. But <laughs> I mean, I guess just generally, you're, you're obviously a giant Le Joie fan, but you're also, you know, baseball historian. Who do you think, who in your opinion, is the most underrated player in the history of baseball? Oh, boy. Hmm. It, it's strange to think that he's underrated, but when I saw Ken Griffey Jr. play. Oh, wow. Yeah. And when I saw, I mean, I, it brought back so many of those memories of, of Lajoie in the sense of the sweetness of the swing. Yeah. I was saying, how pretty was that swing? Oh, my so, God. How fluid was that swing? Yeah. Yeah. And those are exactly good words, you know, yeah. fluid and sweet. Um, and I think especially when that, that stuff, you got hackers, you got overswingers, you got guys <laughs> fall to their knees when they're done. I mean, Lazaro would have been totally embarrassed ever have anything like that happen, you know, to fall on your knees when you're swinging, to make it sound like you're grandstanding with your swing, you know, <laughs> so it wouldn't happen with him. Um, and that was a respect for the game, too. And I don't want to go into all that. But, uh, but sure. when you go back to Ken Griffey Jr., I mean, I know he got amazing Hall of Fame votes. Did sure. he get the greatest up till? I'm not sure. Uh, and, and we know that a certain Yankees shouldn't be getting, shouldn't have gotten all those votes. <laughs> I mean, the averages don't, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I, I, think I, I think I'm picking you know up what I'm down there. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but, and then the way he, his defense, too. I mean, just move this run. You know, he was a, he was a, what was the thing? Lajo was described as being a, a panther moving in the, in the forest of the night. Now, I don't know whether I want to have purple prose like that because <laughs> he laughed at it, bringing it up, you know, but um, that's what I thought about him. You, you just never, there was no churning. There wasn't any like excessive action. There wasn't like, I'm just trying to grandstand in some way sure. through my body features so he would be the choice it's, it's a bad choice for unrecognized because i mean he's recognized sure but i put him in the pantheon you know no, that's up. awesome yeah no that's great would, would he be like the did you get to see him play live i guess he's yeah you yeah. catch him in person yeah that's yeah awesome. 
Yeah, so I saw him at Fenway, you know, and I saw him at other places, and it was it just made you say, "There's a purity to the the way he plays the game." Sure. It's that sending that that poetry of of the swing, the balance, the the whole sense of a natural. I mean, again, I don't know what I mean. Everybody would say he was a natural hitter. Okay, sure. uh, so I suppose anybody who has a sweet swing has to be a natural, and so did Lajua. Okay, but the studied swing or the overkill swing is is due to some scientific way to make yourself better. You know, That's, you need batting coaches, right? You know, what the hell? Of course. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's the there's the answer to that one. You know, I like it. Now our fathers look at us and sigh with despair to think that everything they love we simply do not share. But the spirit never dies; our culture will survive. Each of us must choose how much to keep alive. Each of us must choose how much to keep alive. Special thanks to Josie Vashon for providing the music. You can find more about her at josievashon.com. This podcast was produced and edited by Mike Campbell. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at fclpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at fclpodcast for more information about the topics discussed. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this episode.